Come away, servant. Come. I'm ready now. Approach my Ariel. Come. All hail, great master, grave sir, hail. I come to answer thy best pleasure, beat to fly, to swim, to dive into the fire, to ride on the curled clouds, to thy strong bidding task, Ariel and all his quality. Hast thou spirit performed to point the tempest that I bade thee? To every article I boarded the king's ship, now on the beak, now in the waist, the deck, and every cabin. I flamed amazement. Sometimes I divide and burn in many places on the top mast, the yards, the bowsprit, would I flame distinctly. Then me enjoin Jove's lightning, the precursors, oh, the dreadful thunderclaps, more momentary and sight outrunning were not. The fire and cracks of sulfurous roaring, the most mighty Neptune seemed to besiege and make his bold waves tremble. Yea, his dread trident shake. My brave spirit, who was so firm, so constant, that this coil would not infect his reason? Not a soul, but felt a fever of the mad and played some tricks of desperation. All but mariners plunged in the foamy brine and quit the vessel. Then all afire with me, the king's son Ferdinand, with hair upstaring, then like reeds, not hair, was the first man that leaped, cried, Hell is empty, and all the devils are here! Why, that's my spirit. But was this not nigh shore? Close by, my master. But are they, Ariel, safe? Not a hair perish on the sustaining garments, not a blemish, but fresher than before. And as thou badest me in troops, I have dispersed them about the isle. The king's son I have landed by himself, whom I left cooling of the air with sighs, in an odd angle of the isle, and sitting with his arms in this sad knot. Of the king's ship, the mariners, say how thou hast disposed, and all the rest of the fleet? Safely in harbor is the king's ship, in the deep nook where once thou callest me up at midnight to fetch dew from the still vexed through mooch there she hid the mariners all under hatched those who with a charm joined to their suffered labor i have left asleep and for the rest of the fleet which i've dispersed they all have met again and are upon the mediterranean float bound sadly home from maples supposing that they saw the king's ship wrecked and his great person perish ariel thy charge exactly as performed but there's more work what is the time of the day? Past the mid-season. At least two glasses. The time to six, and now must by us both be spent most preciously. Is there more to toil since thou dost give me pains? Let me remember thee what thou hast promised, which is not yet performed me. How now, moody? What is thou canst demand? My liberty. Before the time be out? No more. I prithee, remember I have done thee worthy service, told thee no lies, made thee no mistaking, served without a grudge or grumblings. Thou didst promise to bait me a full year. Dost thou forget from what torment I did free thee? No. Thou dost, and thinkst it must to tread the ooze of the deep salt, to run upon the sharp wind of the north, 
to do me business in the veins of the earth when it is baked with frost. I do not, sir. Thou liest malignant thing! Hast thou forgot the foul witch Sakurax, who with age and envy was grown into a hoop? Hast thou forgot her? No, sir. Thou hast. Where was she born? Speak. Tell me. Sir, in Arkier. Oh, was she? I, I must once in a month recount what thou hast been, which thou forgettest. This witch Sakurax, for mischiefs manifold and sorceries terrible, to enter the human hearing from a guru. Thou knowest was banished. For one thing she did, they would not take her life. Is not this true? Ay, sir. This blue-eyed hag was hither brought with child, and here was left by the sailors. Thou, my slave, as thou reportest thyself, wast then her servant. And for thou wast a spirit too delicate to act her earthly and abhorred commands. Refusing her grand hests, she did confine thee, by help of her more potent ministers, in her most unmanageable rage, into a cloven pine within which rift, imprisoned thou didst painfully remain, where thou didst vent thy groans, as fast as mill-wheels strike. Then was this island, save for the sun that she did litter here, a freckled whelp hag born, not honored with the human shape. Yes, Caliban, her son. Dull thing, I say so. He, that Caliban, whom now I keep in service, thou best knowest what torment I did find thee. Thy groans of ever angry bears, it was a torment. Did make the wolves howl and penetrate the breasts to lay upon the witch Sakurak could not again undo. It was mine art. When I arrived here, thee that made gape the pine and thee out. I thank thee, master. If thee more murmurst, I will rend an oak and peg thee in his naughty entrails till thou hast howled away twelve winters. Pardon, master. I will be correspondent to command and do my spiriting gently. Do so, and after two days, I will discharge thee. That's my noble master. What shall I do? Say what? What shall I do? Go make thyself like a nymph of the sea. Be subject to no sight but thine and mine, invisible. To every eyeball else, go take this shape, and hither come it. Go hence with diligence. Awake, dear heart, awake. Thou hast slept well. Awake. The strangest of your story put heaviness in me. Shake it off, come on. We'll visit Caliban, my slave who never yields us a kind answer. Tis a villain, sir. I do not love to look on. But as tis... We cannot miss him. He does make our fire, fetch our wood, and serves in office that profit us. What ho, slave, Caliban! Thou art thou, speak! There's wood enough within. Come forth, I say. There's other business for thee. Come on, thou tortoise. When? Fine apparition, my queen Ariel, hearken thine ear. My lord, it shall be done. Thou most poisonous slave, got by the devil himself upon thy wicked dam, come forth. As wicked do as ere my mother brushed, with raven's feather from an unwholesome fen, drop on you both, a southwest blow on ye, and blister you all o'er. For this, be sure, tonight thou shalt have cramps. 
side stitches that shall pen thy breath up. Urchins shall forth at fast the night that they may work. All extras on thee, thou shalt be pinched as thick as honeycomb, each pinch more stinging than the bees that made them. I must eat my dinner. This island's mine, by Sycorax my mother, which thou takest from me. When thou camest first, thou strokest me, and made much of me, wouldst give me water with berries in it, and teach me how to name the bigger light and how the less that burn by day and night. And then I loved thee, and showed thee all the qualities of the isle, the fresh springs, brin pits, barren place, and fertile. Cursed be I that did so! All the charms of Sycorax, toads, beetles, bats, light on you, for I am all the subjects that you have which first was mine own king, and here you stay me in this hard rock whilst you do keep me from the rest of the island. Thou most lying slave, whom stripes may move not kindness, I have used thee, filth as thou art, with human care, and lodged thee in mine own cell, till thou didst seek to violate the honor of my child. Oh, 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 wouldn't have been done. Thou didst prevent me. I had peopled else this isle with Calibans. A borrowed slave, which any print of goodness will not take, being capable of all ill, I pitied thee, took pains to make thee speak, taught thee each hour one thing or other, when thou didst not savage, know thine own meaning, but what is gabble like a thing most brutish. I endowed thy purposes with words that made them known, but thy vile race, though thou didst learn, had that in it which good natures could not abide to be with. Therefore wast thou deservedly confined into this rock, who hadst deserved more than a prison. You taught me language, and my profit on it is I know how to curse. The Red Plague rid you for learning me your language. Had seed hence! Fetch us fuel, and be quick thou art best, to answer other business. Shruggest thou malice? If thou neglectest or dost unwillingly, what I command, I'll rack thee with old cramps. Fill all thy bones with aches, make thee roar, that beast shall tremble at thy din. No, pray thee, I must obey. His art is of such power, it would control my damn's god Sebados, and make a vassal of him. Go, slave, hence! Come unto these yellow sands, and then take hands, curtsied when you have, and kissed the wild waste with footed feet here and there, and sweet sprites there, the burden heart, heart. Watchdogs bark. Bow wow. Hark, hark! I hear the strain of a strutting chancellor cry cockadiddle dow. Where should this music be? Either air or the earth. It sounds no more, and sure it waits upon some god of this island. Sitting on a bank, weeping again the king my father's rack, this music crept by me upon the waters, allying both their fury and my passion with its sweet air. Thence I have followed it, or hath it drawn me, rather. But tis gone. No, it begins again. Four fathom five thy father lies of his bones are quill-made. Those are pearls that were his eyes. 
Nothing of him that doth fame What doth suffer a sea change Into something rich and strange Seeing them surveying his mouth Ding dong Ding dong Ding dong Ding dong Hark! Now I hear them! Ding dong bell Ding dong bell! Ding dong bell! The ditty does remember my drowned father. This is no mortal business, nor no sound that the earth owes. I hear it now above me. The fringed curtains of thine eye advance, and say what thou seest yon. A spirit? How it looks about. Believe me, sir, it carries a brave form, but tis a spirit. No, wench, it eats and sleeps, and hath such senses as we have such. This gallant which thou seest was in the rack, and but he something stained, with grief that's beauty's canker, thou mightest call him a goodly person. He hath lost his fellows, and strays about to find him. I might call him a thing divine, for nothing natural I ever saw so noble. It goes on, I see, and my soul prompts it. Spirit, fine spirit, I'll free thee within two days for this. Most sure the goddess on whom these heirs attend, vouchsafe my prayer may know if you remain upon this island, and that you will be some good instruction give how I may bear me here. My prime request, which I do last pronounce, is, oh, you wonder, if you be a maid or no. No wonder, sir, but certainly a maid. My language, heavens, I am the best of them that speak this speech, where I aware but tis spoken. How? The best? What were thou if the king of Naples heard thee? A single thing, as I am now, that wonders to hear thee speak of Naples. He does hear me, and that he does I weep. Myself am Naples, who with mine eyes never since at ebb beheld the king my father racked. Alack for mercy! Yes, Faith, and all his lords, the Duke of Milan and his brave son being twain. The Duke of Milan and his more braver daughter could control thee now if it were to fit. <sighs> At the first sight they have changed eyes. Delicate Ariel, I'll set thee free for this. A word, good sir. I fear you've done yourself some wrong. A word. Why speaks my father so ungently? This is the third man that e'er I saw, and the first that e'er I sighed for. Pity move my father to be inclined my way. Oh, if a virgin in your affections knock on forth, I'll make you the queen of Naples. Soft, sir, one more word. They're both in either's powers, but this swift business. I make uneasy, make less too light winning. Make the prize light. One word more. I charge thee that thou attend me. Thou dost here unsurp the name thou owest not, and hast put thyself upon this island as a spy to win it from me, the Lord Aunt. No, as I am a man. There's nothing ill can dwell in such a temple. If the ill spirit have so far a house, good things will strive to dwell with it. Good, follow me. Speak not for him, wench. He's a traitor. Come, sir. I'll manacle thy neck and feet together. Sea water shalt thou drink. Thy food shall be the fresh brook mussels, withered roots and husks, whereon the acorn cradled. Follow. No. I will resist such entertainment until mine enemy has more power. Stay your sword by my own magic hand. 
O dear father, make not to rash a trial of him, for he's gentle and not fearful. What I say? My, but my tutor, put thy sword up, traitor, who make a show but darest not strike. Thy conscience, so posed with guilt, come from thy ward, for I can disarm thee with this stick and make thy weapon drop. Beseech you, father. Hence, hang not on my garments. Sir, have pity, I'll be his surety. Silence! One more word shall make me chide thee, if not hate thee. What, an advocate for an impostor? Hush, thou think'st there is no more such shapes as he. Having seen but him in Caliban, foolish wench, to the most of men this is a Caliban, and they to him are angels. My affections are then no most noble. I have no ambition to see a goodlier man. Come on, obey. Thy nerves are in their infancy again, and have no vigor in them. So they are. My spirits, as in a dream, are all bound up. My father's loss, the weakness which I feel, the rack of all my friends, nor this man's threats to I am subdued, are but light to me. Might I but through my prison once a day behold this maid? All corners of the earth let liberty make use of. Space enough have I in such a prison. It works. Come on. Thou hast done well, Fyriel. Follow me, sir. Hark what thou else shalt do to me, spirit. Be of comfort. My father's of a better nature, sir, than he appears by speech. This is unwanted, which now came from him. Thou shalt be free as mountain winds, but then do exactly all my points of command. Tooth syllable. Come follow, man. Speak not for him, daughter. Tempest Act 1, Scene 2 by William Shakespeare, featuring McKenna Hay as Ariel, Maddie Shosha as Prospero, Addie Winter as Miranda, Caitlin Rose as Caliban, Nora Howard as Ferdinand, with Trinity Mayer, Emily Wallers, and Maya St. Pierre in the chorus. <laughs>